Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate y'all joining me and continue to join me. Hopefully y'all are getting a little bit out of it. Hopefully it helps our country even if just a little bit. I sure am grateful for those of y'all that continue to share the podcast. Y'all definitely are the ones helping it to grow. And Lord, I would be remiss. Thank you for the time to sit and record the podcast, and for the people that listen to it, and share it, guide them and their families, give me the words you want me to speak. So I'm pretty excited, I don't know if you can hear it in the background or not, but it's probably too hot for the first fire of fall, but I could not. Because it's just, just almost cool enough to be enjoyable. And so we're sitting around a little fire. One kitty cat so far. The dogs will come. They're big time fire sitters. And I I won't talk about it anymore because... I'm going to talk about it a lot throughout the fall because it's by far my favorite time of year. And if it makes you laugh, I left my camp chair out too long in the sun and rain this year, obviously, and it just broke. So (laughs) either that or I need to go on a diet. Oh, I have one little girl coming out to sit. Yeah, girl, come on. So I'm going to have to get her chair set up. And then I'll, we'll come back to you. So we took a little break. Ended up with two dogs, one kitty cat, two little girls, and a wifey. And mother-in-law came out for a little bit. Fires always, always pull at least a few of the family out. So we'll get going, folks. We'll talk more about fall and fires, I'm sure, as we go on. We're going to talk a little bit today about a couple people. We're going to start with William Lloyd Garrison. If you're familiar at all with him. He was an abolitionist publisher of the Liberator, an anti-slavery paper in Boston. Founded the American Anti-Slavery Society. Suffered threats on his life. Stood against the pro-slavery government laws, court decisions, public opinion, and even the pseudo- scientific theories that Negroes were biologically inferior and 
So he fought for the right to life and freedom, which is, ironically enough, in our very founding document, which is why I say so often here, folks, you, people talk about America being systemically racist and oppressive, sexist. It's not at all. When those things come in, which, again, very ironically is primarily, well, I shouldn't say primarily, but often from the left, at least in modern context, yeah, primarily. We're ignoring our founding faith and principles, not adhering to it. And so that's the problem. The problem is that we're ignoring these. So that we're, that we're not holding to the system. So when you hear somebody say it's, you know, America's systemically racist, oppressive, sexist, that, that's it's just not factual. And that either tells you that the person is ignorant about the history and heritage of our country or they're being purposely deceptive and have their own agenda. So this is from The Liberator, that publication, January 1st, 1831. It is pretended that I am retarding the cause of emancipation by the coarseness of my invective and the precipitancy of my measures. The charge is not true. On the question, my influence, humble as it is, is felt at this moment to a considerable extent and shall be felt in coming years, not perniciously, but beneficially, not as a curse, but as a blessing, and posterity will bear testimony that I was right. I desire to thank God that he enables me to disregard the fear of man which bringeth a snare, and to speak his truth in its simplicity and power. And here I close with this fresh dedication. I swear, while lifeblood warms my throbbing veins, still to oppose and thwart with heart and hand thy brutalizing sway till Africa's chains are burst and freedom rules the rescued land, trampling oppression and his iron rod. Such is the vow I take, so help me God. A couple things in his article here. The fear of man which bringeth a snare. There's a proverb that talks about Fearing man being a snare while fearing God brings life. Uh, this is kind of a side note, but so often today we, we want to talk about God's love and his mercy, uh, or really his grace, but we don't want to talk about his justice and his mercy. We don't want to talk about the fact that we have to have his mercy because we sin. So many people today in America we don't even want to acknowledge that we sin. And, and that's a huge problem, uh, especially when we're more concerned about offending or hurting other people, which I, I fall uh, trapped to that quite often, folks, especially with this podcast as it grows and more and more people listen to it, um, not only strangers, but people that I know. I know that I'm stepping on some toes that I'm offending some people, irritating some people. Uh, we just did a podcast, the last couple, for those of y'all that listened about God's roles for men and women. That's completely politically incorrect today to talk about the fact, the need for men to fulfill their God-given roles and women too for, you know, 
It's not so much politically incorrect to talk about men's requirements to love and cherish and nourish their wife, you know, go out and provide and protect, but it's extremely not politically correct to talk about women's command to submit and respect to their husbands and the need for women to, to make the home because that's such a priority as Reagan talked about. Uh, and, and that the impossibility of trying to work a full-time job outside of the house and inside the house and still produce the same quantity and quality of output. And so, you know, the death threats that Garrison received here uh, and his stance against slavery and the fact that he published, you know, this wasn't, he didn't keep these thoughts to himself. He took this stance openly, published it in this magazine, talked about it, and and thankfully knew that he was on the right side, as Lincoln said, on God's side, because God's always on the right side. And we've forgotten that in America today, too. It's impossible to be on the right side, folks, if you're not on God's side. And it's also impossible to be on the wrong side if you're on God's side. And this another little quote from his writings, and this is kind of what I wanted to center the podcast around today. Garrison, William Lloyd Garrison again. Wherever there is a human being, I see God-given rights inherent in that being, whatever may be the sex or complexion. You go back to our Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, the very first one listed, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. So God gave us these rights. The left today wants to pretend that the state gives rights and that the state can change those rights. And that's where you get all the LGBTQ and bigotry, etc. today. And what Garrison was saying is slavery took liberty and took life away from the slaves. Well, that's exactly what we have done for the last 50 years with abortion. And and abortion dwarfs the evil of slavery, numbers wise, when you look at it. 60 million plus and still counting. And, and this isn't something that, abortion's not something that should be decided on a state by state or you know, if you feel like it, it's it's murder. Just like slavery took life and liberty away from slaves based on complexion of skin. Today, we're, we're taking life and liberty away from even more innocent and vulnerable Americans because they're an inconvenience. And this really is, folks, this is, again, a core principle of the left. Every time you get back to these core principles, and one of them is the opposite of life. It's death, and you see it in abortion. You see it in the euthanasia that's that's promoted in Europe now. The socialist communist countries have been promoted for a long time. The left has as a core principle the ability or the desire for the ability to get rid of people that are inconvenient that are quote a burden unquote 
that's directly against our founding. You want to talk about something that's uh, so when when you hear systemically oppressive. America's not, but the core values of the left absolutely are systemically oppressive to the most innocent and vulnerable. I've got another little quote if we have time from our Declaration of Independence, but I'm not sure that we're going to. Let's see what we got left. Oh, we got a little while left. But I'm going to go to a different quote real quick. This is Henry Hyde. U.S. Representative from Illinois received the Defender of Life Award at the Constitutional Litigation Congress. This is 1993. That all men are created equal and endowed by their creator. Human beings upon creation, not upon birth. That is where our human dignity comes from. It comes from the creator. It is an endowment, not an achievement. By membership in the human family, we are endowed by our Creator with inalienable rights. They can't be voted away by a jury or a court, among which are life, the first inalienable right, the first endowment from the Creator. That is mainstream America, the predicate for our Constitution, our country's birth certificate, to respect the right to life as an endowment from the Creator. It is the unborn who are the least of God's creatures. We have been told that whatsoever we do for the least of these, we do unto Jesus. Well, so there's a lot there. That last little bit really kind of gives, gives the lie to abortion being a right. And the reason, what's so important about this is, is his quoting of, scripture from the Bible and his commentary on Jesus because if you if you take Jesus out of the equation we don't have America and you can see that that used to be known regardless of your political affiliation or or even your personal belief system. Of course, the vast majority of people were Christian, but not all of them. But even the ones that, that weren't acknowledged the fact that, that America only functioned because it was based on the teachings of Christ. And, and you can hear that today even in some people who are not Christian. And, and who have the honesty at least to admit that if you take Jesus Christ and God his Father out of it, then, then you do away with America. One that we read recently was FDR. Uh, you know, and he's talking about the Prince of Peace. He's talking about Jesus Christ in this 1939 State of the Union address that we talked about recently. And says that if you want democracy that religion religion is the source of democracy freedom liberty you, we can't have one without the other you go back to our declaration of independence that we just read and it talks specifically about that and when it says creator 
you know, you make no mistake that it's talking about Christianity. We talk so often about this. I, I beat this dead horse into the ground, but you have to because the lie is so prevalent out there today among people that despise the country and want to destroy it and remake it that this isn't a Christian country, you know, and they go First Amendment, freedom of religion, which they're not really, most of them, interested in religion to begin with, I don't think, based on their actions. It's it's impossible to know a person's heart, but based on their actions. But the First Amendment, when you go back and you listen to the people that actually created it, and when you listen to people that were around there, including people like Fisher Ames, who actually crafted a Joseph Story, one of our preeminent Supreme Court justices, John Jay, our very first Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, John Adams, our second president. When you actually go back and look at their writings and they blatantly talk about the fact that the country was founded on Jesus Christ. And and, and so it, it makes you realize a couple things. One, when we've gone away from God's teachings, that's when we've gotten into trouble. And so, therefore, by, by default, that means when we've gone away from the way our system was founded, like our Declaration of Independence and those principles there, that's when we've gotten in trouble. The other thing it makes you realize is that this absolutely, this abortion issue among a handful of others should really be a single issue type voting situation. If you If you can't unequivocally state that abortion shall be illegal in the United States, just like murder of any other kind, then then you shouldn't, we should have no people that are honest, that have integrity, that, that stand for our founding faith and principles. Uh, voting for that person shouldn't even be a thought. But what do we get to, get back to here? And we'll kind of wrap this up. You get back to Garrison, right? And the death threats on his life. Uh, that just... I, I can't even... I don't know the words to say, folks. My vocabulary fails me right now. But he dealt with so much, and so many others did, that fought for, including President John Quincy Adams. That just popped into my mind. <clears throat> These people that fought for the freedom of the slaves even before the Civil War and after, dealt with such hardship, uh, lost family and friends over it, lost careers, lost money. And yet today we have this, we don't want to offend anybody. Well, we've tried that for decades now, folks, on these core issues on abortion, feminism, LGBTQ, illegal immigration, rejection of God from our institutions, critical race theory, identity politics, socialism, communism. We've tried the silent majority, quote unquote. It, it hadn't worked out very well. And, and what you've got to realize is that the more we go down this dark, dark path, the more we hurt the widow and the orphan, the poor and the needy. We're not helping anybody by being quiet. And the other thing, and then I'll be quiet, is we desperately need people in entertainment and education that do what Garrison did and stand up for what's right and promote the, the, 
the righteous, the moral values of our country. Because those are the people that influence our children the most, and that's that's the future of the country. They are our children, whether we want to admit it or not. And as I've started to try and end with the last few episodes, folks, we can turn this around. 100%, without doubt, we can turn it around. If we turn back to God. Now, will we? Is that what God has in mind? You know, who knows? But we can. And and the, the other side of the coin is true. If we don't turn back to God, then we've got no shot. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon. Sit by the fire again. Thank y'all for joining me.